Well, good evening. Here we are. Another evening with the Force of Love. Uh, we are currently in the second treatise, the treatise on the nature of unity, chapter four, the call to who you are. Um, and I'll just, you know, as we know, that all of us are pretty well seasoned as far as, you know, muting our phones, not stepping on each other, toes while talking, and share from your heart. We'll read from the chapter, we'll read our paragraphs, but whatever comes up, share it, feel comfortable. We're here as one. We all can feel for each other. We love each other. There's compassion, understanding. No one's greater, no one's less. We're all in oneness. No teachers. He tells us in many of our writings, there are no more teachers. We're all here just to be one. Just one. From our hearts. Come together through our hearts. And I have a little something to center us to bring that reality home. And it's very appropriate when I look down at the title of this chapter four, The Call to Who You Are. So, who are we? We are God's children, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of his love. In us, is his creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In us is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. We are the holy home of God himself. We are the heaven where his love abides. We are his holy sinlessness itself. For in our purity abides his own. Amen, amen, amen. Now let's read this chapter, The Call to Who We Are. So we have Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, and we'll read. We'll see how far we get, how much sharing we want to do. There's quite a few. This goes on for about 19 paragraphs, but it'll give us a head start. And like I said, the floor is open for pure sharing, dialogue. So, Judy, you want to start us off with Chapter 4? Yes, thank you. Chapter 4, The Call to Who You Are. Creation is not an aspect of this world alone. Creation is an aspect of the whole, the all of all, the Alpha and the Omega, eternity and infinity. It is not only life as you know it now, but life in all its aspects. It is life beyond death, as well as life before birth, and life during your time here. It is all one, because it is all from the same source. You. You are not only part of creation, but as has been said many times, a creator, and as such a continuing, and as such, a continuing act of creation. This does not mean that creation is acted out upon you, 
but you are acted out upon creation. The idea of creation as something static would be completely contrary to the meaning of creation. Yet you continue to think that you stand apart from it and affect it not. This is consistent to the thinking that would tell you what you are, or excuse me, would tell you that you are at the mercy of fate. <clears throat> fate and creation are hardly the same thing. You are at the mercy only of your own ego and only until you willingly let it go. A Course in Miracles and A Course of Love <clears throat> work hand in hand because the change of thinking thought within A Course in Miracles was a change of thinking about yourself. It attempts to dislodge the ego mind that has provided you with an identity that you but think you are a course of love, then follow it in order to reveal to you who truly, who you truly are, while you continue to act within the world as who you think you are rather than as you who you are. You have now integrated these two pieces of learning path. I'm going to read a paragraph also. This way we have at least four paragraphs to possibly start off dialogue. This is the stage of learning that you are at. And what this treatise addresses, this treatise is attempting to show you how to live as who you are, how to act within the world of the new true self you have identified. Just like learning how to swim, it is a new way of movement, just as moving through water is a way of movement quite inconsistent with that of moving on land. So, too, is the new way of acting out or expressing who you are quite inconsistent with the way in which you have formally acted out or expressed who you are. This is, of course, because you formally acted out of a set of conditions that corresponded to who you think you are rather than who you truly are. Wow. Pretty mighty paragraphs. The floor is quite open. I have to say, for me personally, having read this book a few times, but yet each time I read anywhere where it says, you are not only part of creation, but it has been said many times, a creator, and as such, a continuing act of creation. That, you know, like he says, that a little ego or a little self, 
that makes me say, yeah, oh, sure. What do I create? Do I create from love, fear most of the time? The doubt? Or is it really from love, compassion, and understanding? That's the conundrum of, for me, in this human existence. Yet there are times I can stand and know the truth and know I am a creator and I want to create love and I do it. And yet I know when I'm coming from fear too and I'm creating a different type of world, you want to say, condition, state. And that's the power. And that's what he tells us in the power. In the miracles and in the course of love. We have that power. And it blows my mind. <laughs> That's a play on words. <laughs> Let it blow my mind. <laughs> That's very true. I have to laugh at that statement. <laughs> blows my mind. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, I'm just, yeah. Great, sweetheart. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> when I read this and and, uh, and just hearing you share what you did, it kind of, um, uh, I kind of went into myself and, and uh, experienced you as you were talking and experienced from my own self. And as I was doing that, I realized that no matter what I create, I create, whether it's for, whether I in my own judgment, think or believe it's from love or fear or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm still creating. And whatever it is that I create, I get to see materialized, obviously, in the outside world or whatever as a reflection of what's going on inside me. So I'm always seeing clues as to how I'm feeling or how I'm doing or what I'm, what I'm creating. But I'm always creating. And... I really appreciate that everything, even my ego, which I have learned, <laughs> trial and error, is not a dirty word to me anymore because my ego, uh, everything, the all and all, it all comes from the same source. If God is in everything, then everything means everything. And everything also has to include my ego. I mean, uh, that can't be separate. I think the, the separation factor, if I think that I am separate from God, then it's still only me making my own internal judgment as to who I think I am. It doesn't detract from the truth. The truth is still is that no matter what, our source is always the same. So I have no idea what I, what I even, you know, what, what's going on with all of this, but I, I think I'm complete with it, so thanks for listening. That was great. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Uh, this is Gloria. Uh, Paula, when you said, what do I create? Exactly the same time you say, I was thinking, how do I create? And you say that. I said, oh, I'm not the only one thinking that way, but uh, what do I create? I came here 
by divine purpose. That's what I create. Um, if it's from love, I'm following my purpose. But my human ego, I will say, is telling me different things that I I don't care. He can talk all day, but not to listen, not to believe it. It's like believe believe in the devil. I do I believe in the devil? No. Do I believe in ego? Uh, I was not uh, thinking about the ego. It's my personality that I've been attached with me since I born from my parents, from my family, and the rest of the people that I met, that I learned things that I, were not good for me. So it's like I remember a teenager. I different um, type of sounds and birds. I thought about this is bad luck for me. Today is going to be bad because of that bird is singing this way. How can I do that? How can I think that? Now I say, this bird doesn't have the power over me. But, you know, all those things that accumulate during my time being in here, um, I had to analyze them, what it is for me to believe or not. So I decided my only thought, my only think, my only believe has to be the God and I are one. That's all. I'm complete. Awesome, Gloria. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Gloria. I, I can relate to what you just said in so many ways. As she asked that question, uh, what do I create? <clears throat> What I found, the answer that, that seems to just becoming more and more profound or more natural for me is to simply show up to a situation, to show up to a matter. And what is, what is needed, what is an, an opportunity to create something will present itself. And... <clears throat> I can recognize that in conversations. I can recognize that in inspirations that I've had recently that led me to do start doing a lot of writing on different different articles. Um, that uh, it's like the the seed was planted and writing an article, and I I started with it, and then it just it just kind of it just kind of flows, and I, I feel so in one that was completed and that passed on to others, um, uh, I got a really sweet recognition from them um, on that that matter. And it was, 
it just came out not as something planned or not as something that I, that I woke up in the morning in the day and said I was going to do this, but, but it just came clear that this was an opportunity to share, an opportunity to be with others and um, speak some words. Um, and it's pretty sweet that I, I feel like more and more of the day is filled with those moments, those opportunities where we become aware or we realize or I become aware of, of something that is just moving right there, right then. I feel like, for instance, Paula, in the, the group that we're in in the morning, I felt like there were ideas, that there were matters that were just completely natural to say that I know was extending love. And that's creation. That's creation that perhaps at the simplest level, but or at a at a level that is natural, but a level that is relatively easy. Uh, or why I don't even know why I'm using the term relatively, but it's just simply being present and seeing what opportunity and what is there to be shared in a given moment. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah, thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. You know, we can show up in so many ways. You know, even in silence sometimes. And the fact that, you know, whether it be in a a group of people on a Zoom session or one person, two people, a hundred. And like you, that word, show up. And if we show up with our, and I don't want to sound like a cliche, like our authentic self and know the truth, we'll hear it. But if we show up with a facade or, and I'll even say the ego, whatever you want to call it, it's like you know it. it you can't even hide, you know, you, you know it. And yet sometimes, in, and I'll speak for myself, in my humanness, I can't even stop it. And, you know, and I know that what's coming up has to come up. It's something within. And if it's not, from a loving place or a place of fear, it'll come up that way. And it's the hardest part is to accept, even though what's unfolding at that moment hurts, wounds somebody else, it's all for the betterment or good. I say betterment, no, that's not the right word. It's unfolding the way. Yeah, it's unfolding the way it's supposed to, even if it looks the worst of times. And accept that, because that's all part of it. And that you know, Judy went to that, like embrace it all—the good, the bad, the indifferent. Embrace it all, because I might. 
interpreted that, oh, it's the worst thing I could do. I said, but I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I'm still, the soul is still looking or evolving or whatever. I don't know. And I show up as an innocent babe and allow, and that's when I have to allow that whatever's unfolding is unfolding for the higher good of all of the souls that were involved. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the mystery. And that's where the trust comes in. So, yeah. Thank you for letting me share that. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Paula. That was beautiful. And as you were sharing that, it occurred to me that no matter what we share or how we share it, one of the things that we need to remember, or I need to remember, is that we are all beings of love, period. We are. So who judges us? Who's to say that what we share and how we share it is good, bad, right, wrong, or whatever? Only our separate little selves will take, will, will, will think that that needs to be judged for whatever reason, but it doesn't. We're beings of love. <laughs> yeah, thank you both. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> I agree. Everything always unfolds for everybody's highest good, and that's where total self-acceptance comes in, no matter how it gets shared. No matter how I, as a separate little ego individual deem something is irrelevant it's irrelevant we're all beings of love and we all share from that space we can't not okay and we're the only one that judges how it sounds or how it seems or but no, it, you're not responsible we're not responsible for other people's reactions we are creating okay we're creators we create our lives we create everything and if somebody else responds in a way that is to them something horrible or awful that's not on you that's not on I mean if I respond to something that I perceive as being horrible and awful and I do sometimes okay I'll admit that I do I realize it's not the other person it's me I'm the receiver it's all up to me how I receive something and yes I am a being of love and I accept it as a being of love it's accepted with love and in love and yet, I could be in my quote-unquote, I'm putting quotes around this, role as a separated little self. And so I could take personal offense at it, or I can think whatever I want to think, okay? I think yeah. one, of, one of the biggest things for me is just learning not to judge myself, just learning to accept everything as being, as coming from love, no matter what it looks like or seems like or sounds like. It's all coming from love. We're beings of love. How could it be a force? Anyway, that's enough for me. No, that was what those words you just said, you know, like accepting, you know, and stop that self-judgment. I could beat myself up and rip myself apart with judgment. Yeah, to what purpose, I ask. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. I do that You're being of love. Yeah, you're a being of love, honey. You can't be anything else. 
It's impossible for you to be anything but a being of love. This is how you were created. And as we are created, that is how we are. I am as God created me forever and ever. Yeah. Sometimes that lands, you know, I feel that so, so deeply. But then, you know, there's times when it's just impossible to get out of the black muck. I call it the muck. <laughs> the yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get that, too. I can, I can spend hours, sometimes even day, playing in the muck. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Bill, do you ever play in the muck? Come on. <laughs> Reverend Bill. Come on. We can't be the only ones. Come on, you guys. Don't you ever play in the muck? <laughs> Are they there? Reverend Bill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're here. Do you ever play in the, we'll call it the mud. You want, do you ever play in the mud? Yeah. <laughs> No. Well, I suppose there are some people who never have a bad thought. So, yeah, that's possible. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear that question clearly, Judy. What was that? You just oh, it said? wasn't a question. It was, a, it was a, wasn't a question. It was a statement. Paula was the we one would... that asked the question whether or not you guys ever played in the mud. You know, it's not like when we're in that, you know. Oh, sure. I, I've had <laughs> okay. my share of it. <laughs> and it doesn't happen that often when it doesn't happen. <laughs> I was not allowed to do that. <laughs> to play in the mouth. I was not allowed to play. <laughs> Maybe I did it, but I, whenever it sees me. <laughs> Oh, as a boy, as a boy, what that what that translated into was a mud fight. Oh, no! I <laughs> throwing throwing mud at one another, or rubbing one another in it, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's playing and in the metaphorically. mud. Metaphorically, no, we're just talking metaphorically. We're, we're talking metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. when you go into that self debasement, or you know, you fit, you know, you're just beating yourself up. You know, I always say, you know, I'm, I'm you know, yeah. beating myself up. And it's, I always say, I'm, it's so dark and ugly, I'm playing in the muck, you know, like rather than being the truth. So, no. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's how I meant it. So. But it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It is. Yes, we had a phone call. Somebody did, wasn't me. Was me. Yeah. When they come back, I think we'll continue to read on this. Is this you know? Okay. I like it. Hello, Billy. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I said I like that idea. I'm I was playing in the muck. Oh, no, <laughs> that was history. That was history. That was two minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. All right, Judy, you want to start us again? 
Yeah, sure. You will almost literally continue to bump into who you think you are as you complete the process of unlearning. It might be best explained by continuing with the swimming metaphor. If acting in the world as who you truly are is like swimming, bumping into who you think you are could be likened to trying to move within water as you would on land. Why, when moving freely through the water, would you suddenly try to move as if on land? The explanation could be as simple as forgetting where you are or as complex as a sudden panic or fear brought on by any number of factors. Either way, the result would always be the same. A sudden change from ease of movement to struggle, from going with the flow to resistance. A first step then in learning to recognize when you are acting upon notions of who you think you are rather than on who you truly are is the appearance of struggle or resistance. As a swimmer quickly learns, the only way to return to ease of movement is to cease to struggle or resist. The ability to let go of, the, of struggle is a learned ability for the swimmer and is a learned ability for you now as you journey back to your real, true self. It requires remembrance, trust, and a wholehearted approach that allows the body, mind, and heart to act in unison. This wholehearted approach is conditioned. Excuse me. This wholehearted approach is the condition from which unity is recognized. The water is not taken for granted, but always recognized as the condition of the swimmer's environment. You are no longer confined to the conditions of separation, my dear brothers and sisters. And this is what it is time for you to learn. This applies directly to your reaction to all that occurs within your life. Let us look now at your reaction to the idea put forth earlier of having a calling. Laura, you want to continue reading? Read the next next paragraph. All right. Despite whatever way you currently have of identifying calling as it relates to you, to you, there are few among you who have no react to the idea of calling with two sets of feelings and thoughts. One set of thoughts and feelings contain all that one might attribute to the glad acceptance of a gift of high value in another world, a treasure. What set of thoughts and feelings contain all that one might attribute to the somewhat wondrous or oneness onset of yet another responsibility, another obligation? One set of thoughts recognize that something has given. The other set recognize that 
something has been asked. The wholehearted response is one that recognizes that giving and receiving are the same in truth. Pass. Okay. While two sets of thoughts and feelings exist, the only way to come to peace with them is through an acceptance of ambiguity. Ambiguity. While an acceptance of ambiguity might seem preferable to conflict, an acceptance of, I've got to say that word again, ambiguity is a rejection <laughs> of your own power. Oops, I'm tired. What is required to claim your power is the willingness to move to the conflict of two opposing sets of thoughts and feelings to the place of unity. Yeah, let, let's, uh, Judy, just read number 10, so it kind of puts it all together, what we just read. Okay. And That's the first step in our... Oh, sorry, okay. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. That's the first step in our work with regard to calling, is recognizing the dualistic nature of your thoughts and feelings. A second step is willingness to move past both ambiguity and conflict to union. Yeah, that kind of sums up those, I think, what we just read. Mm. Yeah. 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 Recognition and willingness. Mm. You know, right in the middle of six, I know I have it highlighted, he constantly reminds us it when he was saying, you know, the, the the ability to let go of struggle, you know, that's mm-hmm. part of the human nature. Or the, you know, and as you journey back to your real self, it requires remembrance, trust, and a wholehearted approach that allows the body, mind, and heart to <coughs> act in unison. I, 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 that's, you know just kind of settles me down somewhere so deep, you know, where he says the approach that allows the body, mind, and heart. You know, having so many years of like I'm not a body and here it takes all three to really, you know, come to this journey that I'm on. The ability for you now, as you're journey back to your true self. This wholehearted approach is the condition from which unity is recognized. You know, like, you know, I would say that mind and the heart and uh, the heart and the mind together is wholeheartedness. But he's saying here the wholehearted approach is, includes the body. And I know my body a large part of you know, the struggle. I'm complete. Yeah, thanks, Paula. That uh, that struck me as well. The um, addition to the mind and the heart being the body. 
And it makes sense things we're physical beings here right now. Thanks. <clears throat> This is Gloria. I was thinking, um, how do I accept when I went to college, when the teacher taught me a specific um, class, and I, I believe, and I study, and I apply, and there was no confrontation on my part. I just accepted and I'm thinking, why is I struggle to accept who I am? And um, and I have the better teacher <laughs> than what I have in college. I have Jesus teaching me on my own God self, teaching me and telling me about myself, how much I accept it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I, the ego comes and tells me a different thing. That's, that's what I was thinking, how I do not accept 100% in my thinking and my feelings. I'm incomplete. I don't know if I can what I say. Gloria, you made my day. Oh, your day. <laughs> you made my day. Half a day. <laughs> I I just love what you what you were speaking of is recognizing and and I, I recognize the distinction here. Um, even within the course of love, I don't ask me where, but but explain. It points out that in that setting that we were raised in we were to learn what someone else already knew and such that we could recreate it and we could carry it on further from there. That was in this ego-based, separated learning thought system Mm -hmm. that so much of our world has been, so much of our life, so much of our world has been rooted on, rooted in. And under the underpinnings there is that, well, I got to do this in order to have a job, to make money, et cetera, et cetera, to, to survive here. And so now here we are in our more senior age where we have the opportunity to begin saying, well, yeah, I did all that and I made all that happen, but what did it bring me? Did it, did it fulfill my heart? Did I find out who I am as a result of that? I found out what I could do. Um, and I think that that was alluded to a few moments earlier in the reading. found out what I was uh, be able, being able to do within this world in this manner. And yet, there was still the question of who am I that is even avoided by staying busy with that other learning system. We don't, we don't even say, well, I'm so busy, I don't even have the chance to stop and question this. So, so I look like a kook to others <laughs> because I am now stopping and <laughs> looking at them. Okay? You know, you could just, I could just imagine. It's like uh, we, we saw, we saw a, a, ver- uh, uh, 
in the gym we were in a couple of days ago, we saw the, the movie Back to the Future being played. And, and I'm remi- reminded of the, the scientist, the mad scientist, who was just, people looked at him just bedazzled and not, not understanding who he is or what he's doing. But in the meantime, he's doing things that have meaning for him and ultimately have a, make a contribution to others. Well, let us see us as those mad scientists in our willingness to explore what we haven't explored before. Right on. And that, that we've got a guide in the form of these books that shows us a means to be able to look inwardly and see what, what are my feelings? What's here for me? What's so for me? And, and bringing you to a different level and the question of who am I? Does that help? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why that paragraph 10 kind of sums it up, that the first step of the work is recognizing the dualistic nature of your thoughts and feelings. And it's like Gloria kept, you know, recognizing, accepting, knowing. The second step is willingness. That's the next big, you know. To move past both the ambiguity and the conflict to union, and that comes with assurance, trust, and like the major word we hear it all is acceptance, without question. Mm-hmm. And what I'd say to that, for each one of us, it comes to us because. We are looking for this. We have chosen to pursue this. We have chosen to go this route. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. choice. Choose again. Yeah. Choice. That's something I have to remind myself a lot. I chose this. <laughs> and I said, what was I thinking? <laughs> I chose this. Relate to that, and it's good when I I can actually laugh at myself. And you know, Jesus tells us, particularly in the course of miracles, you know, be a happy learner. So yeah, I'm happy. (laughs) I'm happy one like the (laughs) kooky professor, like who am I? What am I doing? (laughs) But it's working. Let them see what they want, but I'm a happy one. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. I'm reminded of a line that we have later on in the dialogues. Don't know specifically where it is, but Jesus speaks about the nature of his being, who he was, um, I think it's, I think it perhaps is in the, the way to paradise or, or the way of Jesus. But it was, um, he's saying that people anticipated my arrival. And 
he was able he says that he was able to do so much because people anticipated this of me mm-hmm. i was in, i was in turn able to give this to share this with others um and and in that when he says that in there the message is there is that uh, so clearly that that this this power this capability was in everyone whether known or not and here he was the one who was bringing this out is that our opportunity now however we however however subtle however quietly however lovingly and gently we might do that fine by me thanks (laughs) absolutely i'm right there with you that's one with the creator yeah that's one with the creator Yeah. All of us as creators. Yeah. Whether known yeah. or not, or whether whether given that label or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, constantly. Every moment of the human experience. You create it all. Anything else you'd like to discuss regarding the last two paragraphs? That really struck a chord somewhere. I like going oh. through this with you guys. With the four of us. I'm sorry, Rip. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to talk about this from what we have gotten subsequent to when we have read this previously. Just the rest of the, the rest of our journey, if you will, of awakening. Mm. So. Like it's really not new. It's just that I know I forget. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that. So. Yeah. It's that trying to well, remember. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. No, no, you're not. It's kind of like we're fulfilling what we set up as the objective here of dialoguing mm-hmm. about this material. Yeah. And I just remember the highs that we experienced when we were reading the dialogue dialogue unveiled as a group. Um, four or five months ago. Yeah. One high time. And anyway, recognizing this is within us, this capability, this means to be able to go this route and just expand in this awareness 
Or, oh, you love this this one. The the term that just came up is, here we are, coming to know. Mm -hmm. Coming to know. (laughs) Mm. You know, for me personally... I have such gratitude when I come together with my soulmates, you want to call the cliche, soulmates, people of like mind. And, you know, it's like, yes, this is where I feel comfortable. Yes. I know, even if I show up with my unauthentic self, I'll be accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like I have friends who say, you're always on the Zoom calls. What do you do? How do I explain? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I... It's so important, you know, come together. It's like coming home, you know, coming home. It is. Yeah. I agree. And I love that we're individual. I mean, we are individuated, all of us, and yet so connected. And in our sharing, of course, we're going to come from four completely different perspectives. And I think that's beautiful. I do. Because I know that in the sharing, that no matter who is sharing and the words they're using, they would not be my words, of course, because they're your words. I still get the message. I still experience what is being said. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just, uh, yeah, just emphasizes the oneness connectivity and you know it, it, even like we you know we use like the material like of course the love of course the miracles or whatever else you know you're reading you know with a group it's all good it's all the same word or word mm-hmm. just said maybe mm-hmm. in a different way but mm-hmm. it comes down to like what you said it's all oneness and love it's all love it is you know, you've got choose only love. You know, it's yeah. love. It's always love. Of course. Always love. Yeah. And again, I have a choice as to which perspective I can come from. I can come from mm-hmm. a perspective of love and acceptance, or I can come from a selfish little separated self of judgment and criticism. And I don't like that. And I prefer the former. I prefer coming from a place of love and acceptance. It just feels so much better. Yeah. World of difference. Yeah. Well, that's mighty four. We're going to continue on and read some more. How's that? Well, okay. Agree. Okay. Judy, you want to read 11? Um, Sure. Okay. So this requires an examination of your specific notion concerning calling 
as you apply them to yourself. Whether you feel that you have a specific calling, no calling, or many callings matters not at this juncture. What matters is that you think it does. You think it matters because you compare and judge rather than accept. (laughs) Bill, go ahead. You who have so recently felt the peace of true acceptance are not asked to leave that peace to go in search of calling, but are rather asked to listen from within that peace, to listen from within that peace to what you feel called to do. This is not about the past and all those things that at one time or another you thought would bring you fulfillment. This is about recognizing who you are now. This is about recognizing who you are now. This is not a quick fix that calls you to what might have been and tells you that if you had but acted earlier, you would have had the life you dreamed of. And maybe it's not too late. This is not about examining where the various calls you responded to previously have led you. All these notions are concerned with who you have thought yourself to be, not with who you are. They do not recognize the difference between thinking and knowing. Thank you for letting me read that paragraph. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Being who you are is what you are called to do. You are here asked to live a life as seamless as that of the birds of the air. You are asked to live a life where there is no division between you, who you are, and what you do. This place of no division is a place of unity. Do you want me to continue with that? Another no, I'll one? I'll read the next one. Gloria, okay. thank you. Sure, sure. Now, now you may feel as if this treatise has led you around in a circle, bringing you back only to contemplate again the acceptance of where you are now. However, to accept where you are is not the same as accepting who you are. Accepting where you are as if it is a static place at which you have arrived, is not the goal that has been set. Accepting who you are includes acceptance of creation. The acceptance of creation is the acceptance of change and growth, but neither of these are concepts that you understand truly. Change is not negative, and growth, does not imply lack. (laughs) Wow. That was a bundle. Yeah. Yeah. And it all comes to that one sentence that Bill read in 12. 
This is about recognizing who you are now. How much simple can it be? Just recognize it now. Not yesterday. Not even 10 minutes ago. Right now. In the moment. In the present. I feel as if we're in a uh, in a completely different school system, a completely different education system than we have than we have been raised in. This education system is is one of honoring, not of needing to achieve and and demonstrate what's been achieved, but instead just honoring and being moving us to a state of simply accepting where we are, who we are now, knowing that 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 is anything but static. It is, it is a continuous creative process that we're in. So the schooling that we had in the learning realm got us as far as it could, but it also, bear with me while I say this, it got to this point of saying, we are really missing something. Hmm. And here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is, this is what our teacher from, our guide from, 2,300 years ago was wanting us to recognize where where our true teacher lies and actually as as we've learned in other parts of this course that what makes what makes our education so valuable is our willingness our desire to discover and to continue yeah. to progress. Yeah. And you don't so have to are. work hard for that A. No one's a failure. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. need that A. You don't need that passing grade. You don't need that piece of paper that says, oh, look, you have made, you know, passed the course. No, boy, this is so different. Yeah. This is unique. This is, like, yeah. you know, we're all saying we're all on our own. We do it with one as one, but yet we're individuated. Yeah. And nobody's taught it. Not put handing out diplomas. No. The recognition yes. that we are all who we are. And we're winners well, already. Right. We have. We Absolutely. have our paper. <laughs> you just forgot that. You forgot. Yeah. 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 We're aware. Now we remember how we were created. Like, yeah. We spent the first X number of years of our lives in that learning mode and having to learn more and more all the time to be more and more quote unquote mm-hmm. proficient as the world would see it. And now oh, sure. we're in a different we're in a different schooling system 
the one that is this education, the school of schooling of love and acceptance and union. Mm-hmm. That um, uh, that all of, since all of us are in our second half of our life. in this time and space but how many courses have we taken over our our journey from the moment we separated and thought we were going to be smarter and do it our way so this is just another sec another uh what what are they going like another course to be taken you know earth who knows you know what's out there, what's beyond, you know, this is well, the fact that we reincarnated, the fact that we reincarnated as physical beings means that there's a part of us that needs to learn how to act in the physical world, hence the birth of the ego. That's all it was for. We just decided to grow into something a little bit more than that or a lot more than that. Basically, you know, we're here to, you know, we are here to make a living, to earn a living or whatever, you know, we have to survive. That's the Seriously. curriculum. You know, so yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, that's the curriculum. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's right. the old. That's the old curriculum that we had to learn uh-huh. in order to survive yep. in the physical world. That was necessary, and hence the ego was born to interface with the world and do its job, whereas the inner part of ourselves is not concerned with that at all. It's the inner part of ourselves that we know who we are. We know we are as exactly as God created us. And that and inner part deep. of ourselves has never forgotten. And we're all on the Dean's list. <laughs> yes. Yes, well, every single one of us. Another little item came up along those lines as well. You remember the line, resign as your own teacher. You have yeah. failed miserably. Yeah. That recognize that. Well, that's that's the ego and the separated base, separated yeah. life system that was based in learning. Um, mm-hmm. this, so this this new education system that we're in is rooted in love and it's rooted in mm-hmm. union. So totally. you've got a new you've got a new teacher that you're finding within yourself that you are your guide. Each one of us are our guide. All right? Yes. Yet that is happening within union. Oh, absolutely. Excellent point, though. Excellent point, yes. Are you saying we're all going to graduate with honors? Oh, we're doing well, it. We're, we're doing well, it. That's how we've done it. <laughs> All right. Well, remember, in this context, we are accomplished. We, well, that's, yeah, that's right. The truth. Truth? Yeah. Yep. That is the truth. Yeah. We are. How many times have you told us that? What? You know, but they could stand back and say, I'm accomplished. You know, hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The thing is, is that he recognizes how we need to keep hearing it repeatedly. Because <laughs> he loves, he that. recognizes it. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, and also we because love. he knows we that we don't easily yeah. accept that about ourselves. We have been used to self-judgment, so this is different. 
and he recognizes it, that about us. I'd say the curriculum includes our willingness. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Big time. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything ever gets accomplished without our willingness, not in this dimension anyway. Yeah. And I remember the Course in Miracles, and he says, all I need is like, you're willing, a li- even a little willingness, he accepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to add on to that. If I if I can't be willing, can I at least be willing to be willing? <laughs> Just taking it down another notch for myself. <laughs> really trying to be willing here. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'm willing to be willing. I mean, there were days that I had to take it down to that level. Yeah. But seriously, willingness is is really important. As I know, Bill, you recognize that thoroughly. So thanks, big brother. (laughs) Jesus. Mm -hmm. For giving us us this material, this means in, in the way that we have that we're able to see this, be with one another in going through this curriculum, going through this as a dialogue. And the idea that just came up now, just a moment ago, is just recognize the, um, he's calling it here for us the 40 days and 40 nights. But once upon a time, there was another 40 days and 40 nights, wasn't there? Actually, two of them, perhaps. Jesus is 40 days in the wilderness, and then the other one is the 40 days with the apostles following um, his return. Mm. I mean, we're, can we accept that we're, at that, that we're at that level as we undergo, as we explore, as we delve into this material? Can Thank I get you for a bringing wow? that up. Yeah, wow. <laughs> My, my, my. Yeah. Still wandering out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, such an excellent point, and I know that I have questioned myself constantly. Am I ready to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone, as Jesus did? Alone. And it's hard in this life. There's so many distractions. Yeah, by 40 minutes sometimes. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I mean, can I carve out 40 minutes? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And it's just, you know, the distractions are so various and there's so many. And so my only job some days is just to keep myself from beating myself to death with it. Just saying, okay, this is where I'm at today. I know this is not going to always be the way it is, but this is how I'm feeling today. Yeah. Yeah. That's self-love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm distracted. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not going to beat myself up because I'm distracted. I'm going to say that's okay. I'm just being who I am right now, and if I'm in the mood, obviously, to be distracted, that's what I'm going to be, and that's okay. I'm not going to force myself or whip myself into anything. 
there's a lot of times where it just comes spontaneously where I just feel like just being really quiet and silent and just going deep inside. And I'm, I'm so grateful for those times. Oh, my God, I am so grateful for those times when they happen. And then when they don't, instead of beating, up, beating myself up because they're not happening or I'm not creating them or whatever, I just am learning, really learning the lesson of just pure acceptance of this is where I'm at right now in this moment. And it manages to keep my slugging at a minimum. So flogging. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I find it useful and helpful. So. <laughs> oh, this yeah, is Gloria. Sorry. Gloria. No, go ahead. Um, I, I'm thinking that all that I learned this time of my life, um, what I give to this world, what create into this world, if I leave my body and I decide to come back here, I have this tool, I have this knowledge to do something better for who I will be. Mm-hmm. And I will give to the world. Mm-hmm. That I know. This is my thought for right now. I'm complete. No, I can you, yeah. can you I, I totally, totally agree with with what mm-hmm. you just said and your and your concept because it's it's true that we learn throughout our various incarnations, and what we learn never leaves us. We carry it. We carry it with us. So yeah. that it's all cumulative. We don't have to keep relearning every time we incarnate. If we did, we'd still be back in the Stone Ages. So everything yeah. comes with us. Even the baggage. Mm. In between lives, okay, after so-called death and so-called rebirth, there is an in-between time that we get to learn and understand all about everything. So if there is any quote-unquote baggage, it is, it'll just be dealt with. It'll just be mm-hmm. dealt with. We will be attracted to whatever it is we need for our growth and evolution and fulfillment. That's just mm-hmm. automatic. Yeah. Yep. Energy, energy is very neutral. And we get attracted to exactly what we need. It may not always be what we think we want or like, but it's always what we need for our own self-growth, self-involvement and self-fulfillment. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I think anyway. Take it or leave it. No. Gloria, uh, what you just said about I, you used I, you could have been speaking about we. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So I have to celebrate for myself, for whatever I'm digesting on this course of love or course of miracles. I'm grateful for that because it's a seed that is put in my mind and then I'm willing 
to have that. So hopefully I will have some fruit from that seed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, complete. How about how about right in this moment? Yeah, let me digest what I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah, let's, let's need just for take digestion. one portion at a time. <laughs> <laughs> did we did we record this, Paula? Yes, I did. Yes. How do I, how do we access this? Uh, Lemoyne, I, when I'm done, I tell Lemoyne where we finished. Well, I think Reverend, he, he puts it on the, um, uh, the Skype page or, or possibly on the Facebook, Facebook. page. Yeah, Facebook. he does put it on the Facebook page, yes. Of ACIM? Oh, maybe it's ACIM. I'm, you know, something I'm not sure then. Yeah, I will back that up. I'll walk it back. Yeah, yeah I was told to let him know, and then he lets Reverend Region know. So. Okay, well, then maybe it does go on, come out over Facebook. I do remember at one point uh, a couple of years back, Lee said that we could access the recording the next day by calling the mm-hmm. same number. I believe it was the same number. Or there's another number. Just let me see if I can find it. It's another number. Yes. You know, yeah, there is an, it's a callback number. Yes, it is. I've got it. I've got it right here. It is Mm -hmm. uh, 1-667-770-1477. Right. I did write it down. Yeah. Yeah, the Playback number. Yeah. Uh, you mean? Yes. Did you just say? Did you just say six six seven 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 zero one four seven six? Seven seven. Let me get that up again. No, it was seven seven, seven. seven. one four. Yeah. One, one four, four seven seven. It's just one number okay. from the call-in number. Excellent. Okay, I got it because I they're okay, both perfect. on the front, they're both at the front of my book. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have it. And you use the same code that mm-hmm. you use when you dial in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In twenty seventeen yeah, in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen when I, I took a group uh through the the workbook and we were recording uh-huh. it on had all those recordings from that, not done anything else with it. I know they're out there somewhere in space. Um, anyway, so beginning to ring a bell. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to say good night to all. This is pleasant. The four of us, the mighty four. I appreciate everything. Beautiful. Up. And it's always a pleasure, and it's always so uplifting. We do. I appreciate you all, and I love you all. You took Thank the words out of my mouth. I appreciate you. you all, and I do love you all. God bless You're you all. You're all lovable. Yeah, thank you, Gloria. God bless you, Gloria. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the love of God surrounds you. The love, the light of God surrounds you. The love of God enfolds you. 
the power mm. of God protects you. The presence uh-huh. of God watches over you, whatever you are. God is, and all is uh-huh. well. The prayer protection. Oh. Thank you. I remember yeah, I that so well. That's unity. Yeah, yeah that's unity. I remember yeah, it. I say that quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember Thank that from really. back in, I think it was 1981. Yeah. 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 They'll say it. They'll say it. Uh, they have. They have modified it a little bit, yeah, that, that it's, you know, we are, I know my Unity Church, it's, it's said a little differently, like where it says, because we are one with God, it's not like God is separate, you know. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. I always got that. Well, I, always, I always suspected that that was the truth, <laughs> that God was not separate from me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, my God, this has been delightful. See you around you the circuit. Take care and be well. Good night. Good night. Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.